I'm Ian. And I'm Sam. And you're listening to Do I Like This, the podcast. Woo! This week, we have a wonderful interview with Meg from Sleepaway Camp, a.k.a. Catherine Kami Kuglin. She's so sweet, very funny, unlike, you know, Meg from Sleepaway Camp, who, if you listened, you know that I was not a fan of. She really was the exact opposite of her character in real life. Well, we know that people aren't their characters, uh, but it just was funny because we had just seen it. So my initial reaction was, oh, she's so mean, but obviously she's not. So here's our interview with Catherine. We hope you guys enjoy. It is wonderful to meet you. Thank you for joining us. This is really cool. Love, and we're so thrilled. I love the whole idea of it. I, when I saw it, I was just like, oh, that's, this is, this is really cool. I like this. <laughs> well, thank you. Of course. If you could get my wife to feel that way about the movies I bring her on this podcast, <laughs> I would appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I, I had a daughter who was terrified from the time she was born of anything horror, and my son was the opposite. Mm -hmm. And now my daughter writes in horror films, stars in them, and <laughs> is obsessed. Wow. So, yeah. She was, That's awesome. She just had a Facebook watch crypt TV series called Mira Mira. That's on crypto. Oh, very cool. If you get a chance, you will mm -hmm. love it. I'm going to have to write that down. It's, Mira yeah. Mira. M-I-R-A, um, M-I-R-A, and it's Crypt TV. There are 10, 10-minute episodes, and it's so good. You will binge it, trust me. Did you imagine you were going to have kids who grew up, who are now writing and starring <laughs> in horror movies? No, both became actors, and I, it's just like a shock. I mean, you take them to auditions with you, you know when they're little mm -hmm. because you can't get a babysitter every time and then it just started both of them so and they're successful i mean that's awesome they're doing okay wow. they're doing okay yeah sorry and just <laughs> for a, a point of reference this is my normal level of excitement <laughs> yeah <laughs> me as a human i call him a puppy how are you with language because we're kind of sailors a little bit um i don't know if you have a preference no, I'm or a new yorker so yeah um i'm a sailor too yeah we are in Poughkeepsie right now, yeah, so that, okay, we're yeah, it's, it's we're in good problem. company. It's a big problem. <laughs> and my yeah. husband's Australian, so between the two of us, the kids were cursing. I think before they could talk, you know. <laughs> right. We know you obviously from Sleepaway Camp. Um, I actually know you from Silent Madness as well. I'm having Sam watch that hey. soon. I actually she watched the beginning of it, and she's like, "Oh, we have to do this for the podcast. This is fun." Wow. Oh, so, wow. yeah. How did you get your start um, and get into sleepaway camp? Um, what did that all begin? Well, I, I, I was an actress for a while and I was on a soap on my children. And um, mm -hmm. just the audition just kind of came through my agent and I went in and, and uh, auditioned just, it was just improv. They wouldn't give me a script or anything. And he said, the director, oh. Robert Hilsick just said, um, just, you know, uh, do an improv that you're a drill sergeant in the army and you're really neat. And mm -hmm. just did that and good, then got, I was playing sort of a bitch <laughs> on the soap at the time. So I, I was <laughs> kind of used to doing that. And then when I got the callback, sort of got the pages of the script, but not the entire thing and then got the job. But then mm -hmm. I had to get permission from the soap to do it. So it, I had lost a couple oh. of parts um, for quite interesting things uh, because they wouldn't let me out. And then they agreed, which was amazing. And oh, nice. I was able to do it. Yeah. Was there a part you missed out on that, like, really, you, you kicked yourself for not getting it? Yeah, yeah, there there was. There there was a movie called, by John Sales called Baby It's You that Rosanna Arquette ended up doing. Um, mm -hmm. And that that broke my heart. Yeah, that was really. 
oh. to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's, okay. that's who knew that I, I had no idea that you would have that kind of an issue with a soap like that. Oh, I know. I know you, you can't once, and that's the same thing I think actors have with any TV series, you know, you, you ultimately you want to mm-hmm. do movies whereas you know, in those days, but now there's so much great television. It just doesn't matter. No, I mean, you think Netflix, you think Amazon Prime, everything. Totally. Yeah, totally. I have a question for you since you started on soap operas yeah, well, or you were, were working on them, um, which I love, by the way, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going from that into a set like Sleepaway Camp, which was all children. How was that sort of transition for you? Yeah, that's a great question because that that's uh, it was definitely completely different than you're, you know, on the soap, you have a dressing room, you're pampered, you got hair and makeup mm-hmm. there, you know, your food delivered. I mean, it was just, you know, you're really spoiled. Whereas this, we were living at mm-hmm. a dive motel, you know, it was a low budget <laughs> film. We had to bring our own wardrobe. So yes, almost everything wow. in that film oh, wow. that wore was mine, including that famous oh, red so bandana. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, yeah. And it's like, well, you need to pick her up and, you know, Felissa, pick her up and throw her in the lake. No, there's no stunt mm-hmm. double. I have to pick her up and throw her in. So <laughs> it was definitely, you know, but I, but I was so happy to, you know, cause it just was so raw and real and, and fun yeah. and with other kids my age. I was one of the only young people on the soap at the time. So I was with adults all the time. And so it was definitely a change, but I'm not a prima donna whatsoever. I'm a true blue New Yorker. <laughs> so it was great. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, that's so fun. You mentioned the set is real. It's really raw. It was low budget. What was, you, you had some really fascinating things. So like that one, on you had a couple on the beach where you're really aggressive with um, Felissa. And then you have a couple in the bunk where you're really going crazy. And then obviously you have the classic death scene. I mean, just what was it like filming that? You know, all those different scenes in this like low budget compared to what you were used to. Yeah. Location filming is always different, but this was especially different because you were in an actual camp. And so, um, Mm. you know, you're dealing with the heat, you're dealing with the cold, you're dealing with bugs, you're dealing with the wind, you you know, a a lot of stuff. So, um, but I had done some uh, location shooting, so I wasn't too unfamiliar with it, but you definitely in, in the moment more, that's for sure. You know, you're in your character and you're, (laughs) you're in it and, uh. And you just have to make do and, um, you know, get it done and just get the job done. Know your lines, show up, do it, yeah. do the job, no matter what elements are there. So it was definitely a little more challenging, especially the, my, my infamous death scene. Uh, I was, yeah. I was really sick with 102 fever and I had just turned 18. So my mom, who was my best friend, um, drove out or, or took a bus or something mm-hmm. from the city to be with me. Cause I was so sick. I said, I don't know how I'm going to get in a shower and, get through this scene and uh it was tough it was tough but that's what you do you know sometimes you're going to be sick and you're shooting well the result came out fantastic because i mean that's an iconic scene in that film Yes. so speaking of that character i had never seen sleepaway camp until recently i don't know how i missed it but i had never seen you're it, not alone. <laughs> it um it gets to everybody at some point <laughs> But your character was so mean. No, just I, delicious. I was like, oh my God, she's horrible. <laughs> she's awful. And and then toward the end, I when we were discussing, I was like, but that means that she's a really good actress Aww. because I did not yeah. like her through the whole movie. She was so mean. Aww, thank <laughs> and, you. 
And you're welcome. And so it's so you said you were you were bitchy on the soap opera yeah. too. And I I saw your credits. You have a ton of TV credits. Have you been sort of typecast as a bitch, for lack of a better word? Or, you know, is that something that you like to do? You know, I think the 80s and into the 90s, the brunettes were sort of typecast as the bitch. And then Desperate Housewives came along and kind of changed all that. I feel mm. like that's when it really changed for me. And also also being sort of um, uh, ethnically ambiguous, um, a lot of other parts mm. started opening up for me. And then I don't think I've played a bitch since. To be honest, I play a lot of moms and detectives, lawyers, doctors, yes. uh, crying, grieving mothers about something. And I don't think I've really played a bitch since then. So it's really changed. But back then, that was what you played if you were a brunette, you know? So you've played such a range of characters. Do you have a role or kind of a character type that is your favorite? I mean, you have your notoriety in, in multiple ways. Yeah, I, I definitely think on, on in the theater, I played a part um, uh, that in a show called A Shane of Madel, which was about the Holocaust. And uh, that was probably mm -hmm. my favorite role of all my entire life. Uh, and then the other one I loved was playing a detective uh, with Ed O'Neill in the remake of Dragnet. That oh, was wow, incredible. Fun. Was, uh, you know, I just tried to soak up everything and learn from him. And uh, but it was really fun running around with a gun and, you know, doing a lot of <laughs> running scenes. And uh, it was that was probably my other my other favorite role. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, getting sh share time with oh, Ed O'Neill is that oh, sounds amazing. Such a great teacher. And I remember the dialogue when you're doing sort of a detective and lawyer. And I hadn't done that yet. It's very quick. But I tend to speak fast anyway. And I was sort of flubbing some lines. Mm -hmm. And he just took me aside and he said, smooth is fast. If you speak smoothly, it will be fast. And I've never forgotten that. Really good advice. Right? Awesome. Something I could take to heart. I have a similar <laughs> style to you. I move <laughs> I talk faster than yeah. I think. And it's, yeah. <laughs> East Coast, yeah. <laughs> so one of the things um, I know we're just with our podcast focus, we'll talk a little bit more on Sleepaway Camp. One of the things I really loved was the scenes when you and Karen Fields would kind of team up as like this double team on Felicia. What was working with Karen like? Because you guys had seemed to have such an amazing chemistry. Yeah, she's another one is just a sweetheart. Like we've reunited now. We've done a couple <laughs> of conventions together. And she's so lovely. She's married. She's a mom, you know, same thing. And back then, you know, we, we had just met. We really just had to kind of fake mm -hmm. a, a rapport, you know, right away. Um, but uh, but we did become friends afterwards. And, you know, she she yeah, it was just uh, it was just just juicy to be able to do that. And, and, and <laughs> you know, I was always worried about Felissa because she was so young. She was mm -hmm. just such a young teenager then. And I always wanted to make sure, you know, this is not real. Like we're really, you know, we're not being really mean <laughs> to you, but she was just, get, give it to me. Go ahead. You know, I'm in it. So That's that awesome. Made it easier Cause when you're working with kids, you know, even though we were kind of kids ourselves, you have, you just, you know, mm -hmm. you got to make sure they get what you're doing. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. 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 So you mentioned the conventions. I know there's like this whole cult following uh, because after I had realized, oh, I missed this phenomenon and I started reading about it and I'm seeing how beloved it is. Yeah. And, you know, there's there, like I said, the cult following conventions, et cetera. I know there's a documentary. I, I didn't get to watch it yet. Um, I haven't watched but it I, yet. I want to. Mm. Um and then they're talking about maybe like making another one or like, I, I don't know. My question is, 
do you think Meg would be able to come back in some form? <laughs> well, you know, we saw her dead, but you know, anything can happen. Anything can happen. I mean, um, yeah, there's a documentary, Mike Perez, Michael Perez, who's done many documentaries is doing uh, a sleepaway camp doc, uh, all, all, all three mm-hmm. or four of them. Um, and he's gotten, I think all the interviews down and, but then COVID hit. Uh, so he's back working on it. And I think it's going to be kind of mind blowing. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Some stories you've not heard before. Oh, that I, be I still have to get Sam to see two, three, and four. <laughs> yeah. And we will. I haven't even done that. I have to do that as well. I really do. Yeah. So to piggyback off Sam's question, there are so many conventions and there's so much going on. And there is a real cult following behind this film. Um, you know, from your Instagram, from your persona, you you are clearly a supporter of this. What has your engagement been like? Like, what are these conventions like? What's the fan support been like over yeah, the years? I mean, I was kind of oblivious to it for most of my career. Uh, I would get an occasional mm-hmm. email asking to do a con, and I was just like, no, because I think I ran from this movie for a long time mm-hmm. um, because I I want you know was a serious dramatic actress, you know, and uh, um, and I and I just kind of ran from it. I didn't realize that oh, it's some it's a little film I did a long time ago when I was a teenager and that's it. And it's not going to do anything mm-hmm. for me. And, and um, it was a lovely memory. And then, you know, flash forward uh, a couple of years ago, I still had no idea what was going on with it. And yeah, I got fan mail and I would get email requests. Finally, someone, you know, a con manager, uh, oh, Phyllis and I got in touch again. She said, I don't think you understand what's mm-hmm. going on. And I said, what's going on? And she started sending me stuff. And I was like, Oh my God. She's like, just come, come and do one con. It's about two, three years ago, and and see and just see. And I was like, okay, I'll come. So I went to Florida to Spooky Empire. That was my first one with Karen, who played Judy. And when I got down to my table, I mean, I didn't know anything. And and when I got down to the table, there was a line, and I was like, these people are here to see me. What? I had no idea the cult following. And then now I love interacting with people and they tell you how much the movie meant to them. And I mean, they're kids and adults and just all ages. There was a cop from Brooklyn who was his favorite movie and just kept coming over to my table wanting to talk to me. And I just had no idea. And it made me so happy. It brings me so much joy now. And I thank God every day I did it um, because it's affected so many people. They just love it. And it's, that's what you do as an actor. You want to bring joy. You want to bring a memory. Yeah. Has any other of your role connected in the way this role has with, with a fall? Yeah. I mean, I would say all my children did for quite a long time. People will, you know, Mm -hmm. for years, it's kind of died down a bit would come up to me and say, Oh, I watched you on the stories. And you know, they're very excited. I've done other soaps since then, but this role, I say that's sort of the, the one that's the one. Now, do you think, and one of my thoughts is it, it might be, do you think it's it's the genre? Because it seems the horror genre, and especially, you know, I mean, we created a B-movie podcast because I sure. love B-movies. <laughs> There's just something special yeah. about them and when you're there. Have you... Yeah. Have you ever, is the fan base is different in a way than other fan bases? Totally. It's these conventions. I think everybody can come and they found a, a, a place where it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, what race you are, what age you are, what, um, Mm. if you're a little quirky or whatever you fit in there. And, uh, and, and I love that. And I love meeting everyone. It's just, it's been amazing. And uh, I do find that horror is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Mm. And uh, I couldn't be more proud to have been part of such an iconic movie. 
Now you mentioned fan mail. Have you gotten anything specifically that really stood out that was like, I can't believe someone created or sent this? Um, not really. Not really. I mean, I would say maybe the ones from prison are kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Those I kind of, yeah. oh, okay, I'm just going to throw that away. I don't know. But that, not totally, but like, but yeah, yeah. my mom yeah. used to go through them and she would, she would hide some stuff from me, uh, but I'll never know what she hid, but, uh, but yeah, it's hilarious and really interesting. And a lot of ones from other countries. Mm. So it's everywhere. The movie's mm. gone everywhere. So word of mouth. And the horror genre, really it's international, oh. uh, you know, a movie will find followings in the genre everywhere. We have listeners, huge listener base in India. You know, we had no, no idea. Yeah, wow. out of the blue. It's great. Shout out to all our listeners Yay, in India. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> watch Sleepaway <laughs> Camp if you haven't. Then, yeah, I get a lot from Germany, and we're actually doing a convention, I think, mm. in the fall in Germany because it's huge in Germany. Who? I don't know. that? Yeah, horror is huge, and and I mean it's huge everywhere, but it's uh, it's yeah, especially there for some reason. What's the um the biggest convention you've been to so far? Um, probably Spooky Empire was the biggest one. Um, but uh, days of the dead, Chicago, I love mm-hmm. days of the dead. That's just, it's fantastic. Uh, people who run it there are just wonderful. And yeah, just love the B movie, everything horrors. I mean, my, my daughter did a wonderful <laughs> movie called holidays, um, mm-hmm. which is, which okay. yeah, fantastic. And, and she's got another one coming out and, um, yeah, it's just great. I love that it runs in the family. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> she's got quite a few things she's written and she she better hire her mama. <laughs> that, right? Yeah. Right. That's fine. Now, um, is your husband an actor as well? He's not. He's a journalist and producer of a TV show called Inside Edition. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 he's an Aussie yeah. from Down Under and he watched it when I showed it to him. And I only showed it to him a few years ago because, again, we just sort of had put put it behind me and and uh mm-hmm. he watched it and went what the fuck was that oh he'd never seen anything like it yeah yeah, yeah. i mean so i feel funny. a lot of people say that because that uh, I, so what is your when you first saw it after filming it what was your experience then versus now because it is absolutely a film that draws reaction from totally. people. Totally, <laughs> and it was really one of the first of its kind to do something like that, to have mm-hmm. such a twist ending like mm-hmm. that. I was completely blown away because I, I mean, I kind of knew, but I didn't really get it because, uh, I mean, Felissa, of course, had, and Jonathan had the the last page and everything, but but a lot of us didn't. Um, and uh, oh. we kind of knew what was going to happen, but not really. So seeing it, and with the special effects, I mean, the special effect guy was a master, so seeing it was just mm-hmm. kind of mind-blowing like oh my god you know yeah that, that was, was one of the most iconic awful. shots in horror from the right. 80s and 90s Holy so creepy yeah i so love creepy. it so creepy yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome i had read something somewhere that because felissa was so much younger than everybody that a lot of the scenes they filmed they like didn't tell her what exactly was going on or they filmed her a little bit separate and so yeah. You know, did you all watch that together, like at a premiere or something we, like that? Did. did you get to experience that all together? Yes, we did. We did. We all we all got to see it together. And um, the movie theater was playing at. I think I went again by myself the last night that it was playing. Mm-hmm. And there was a giant movie poster. I should have brought it up here, but there was a giant movie poster. <laughs> um, 
in, you know, outside in glass, the original one. And I asked the people there, I said, what are you going to do with the poster? And they said, just throw it away. I said, can I have it? They said, sure. And they took it out and gave it to me. And I have it to this day, the original poster um, from 1982. That's awesome. Yeah. Is that the one with the knife on it? Yeah. That's one of my favorite posters for a horror. It's so beautifully done. And and I had to hide it when I had my first daughter who's now 25. (laughs) I had to hide it because she was terrified of it terrified of it and we hid it in many different places in the house and then we recently found it three four years ago and i got it framed and it's up so yeah now is that is that the one that's the horror writer the one that was afraid of it yes yes (laughs) yes yeah maybe it was an influence in some i was gonna say there's a script for her you know the 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 haunted poster from her mother's past oh yes she's well what's funny is all these directors she's worked at with uh kevin kolsch and adam stillwell who directing directed a Mm -hmm. horror film that she's coming out in and kevin kolsch who directed pet cemetery as well um after holidays Mm -hmm. they didn't know who i was she never tells anyone she doesn't say a word she keeps it very separate and so when they finally found out they flipped out and then we we had them all (laughs) over for dinner and i brought Melissa over and a bunch of other horror actresses and we just oh that's so fun one of the best nights ever yeah they were like Guy, your mother was Meg. What's wrong with you? How did you not tell us that? <laughs> um, so that was really fun. It's a little oh, surprise. She said, oh, that is too yeah. cool. That is such a fun little like uh, Easter egg to unwrap to all her casting crewmates down the oh. line. It's like, oh, by the way, not a big deal. My mom's yeah. kind of in sleepaway <laughs> camp. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of film directors tell me afterwards that that was the movie that one of the movies that inspired them. Uh, so mm-hmm. it, it's quite, it's it's very flattering. It feels great. Yeah. Now, that's an actual good question for you. What movies inspired you growing up to get into the industry? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I would say the classic movies like Godfather, Gone with the Wind, West Side Story. Mm -hmm. They were, my father had been an actor for a long time. um, And so he, we watched Laurel and Hardy and we watched uh, Abbott and Costello and he would show us old movies, classic Catherine Hepburn movies. So I'm African queen. So I got to watch everything. Um, there was rarely something we didn't see. So all those movies just inspired me. And I knew by the age of 11, I just, I want to do this. I want to do this. Yeah. So, so I'm curious then, like, what was your first foray into acting? Um, not necessarily like paid role, but just like, what was your first, you know, Yeah, my, my first, I was a ballerina uh, at first. And when I was on uh, the Ooh. stage, uh, there was a girl who was an actress and I was 11. And I was performing with the Bolshoi ballet here uh, in New York at the Met. And she was Felice Schachter. I don't know if you remember her. She was on um, Facts of Life, only the first season, uh, Mm -hmm. trivia. Anyway, she was a a dancer and she was an actress. And she said she was doing commercials and everything. I was like, I really want to do that. So um, she gave me the number of her manager. I took a taxi. I called her manager, took a taxi up. I was 11, 12 years old um, in New York, met her. And I started doing extra work. That was the sort of the first thing I started Mm -hmm. doing in in lots of different movies. And then um, my first sort of role was a small part on one life to live. I was 15 and uh, I'd done a lot of extra work. Oh, I'd done fame. I'd done a small part in fame, the TV, TV mm-hmm. uh, movie, the movie fame. Uh, and cause I'd gone to the high school performing arts. And then uh, that was sort of my first uh, role was all my children after one life to live. Yeah. They referred me to all my children wow. when there was a contract role coming up and I auditioned and yeah, that was sort of my first big one. That's awesome. So you kind That's of, amazing. you kind of went like, uh, I want to do yeah. this. And then you did it. And there was really no, you know, pause. I love yeah, that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I still to this day, uh, my kids are the same. They have passions and they just go for it. And mm-hmm. I support them, whatever they do. 
uh, and and my son also plays basketball and you know he was this little eight-year-old kid and we tried every sport and he said no I want to do basketball and he was always tiny his entire life but he is phenomenal now and he's five foot eleven and he's going for his dream that is the exact height and experience I had I was tiny <laughs> until my junior year in high school and then I grew to just about six yes. feet and played college baseball yes. yep he's gonna play he's, yep. that's when he's about to start playing college basketball yeah yeah it's amazing yeah it's a resiliency. When you're really short as a as a guy, it builds a resiliency oh. that if you catch up in height, yeah. you're you have that advantage. New year, he learned to shoot threes over all those tall guys and just became a great three point shooter. So, yeah. So I'm curious what you have coming up. Oh, I me too. It was COVID. <laughs> so I'm just starting to get out an audition now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My mm-hmm. daughter's been, like I said, my daughter's been working like crazy. She's got a TV series on Crypt TV, Mira Mira. She's got um, uh, a movie called We uh, We Burn Like This, which is going around the festivals, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And um, she has a horror film coming out. Um, uh, but yeah, I so I'm sort of momager at the same time. Um, and, uh, but yeah, now starting to audition quite a bit. So hopefully there will be oh, good. some things coming out soon. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Now, are you the actor type who enjoys the audition process or who, it just passed me in the thing. I don't no, care. I love it. I love it. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. I love it. I love auditions. I'm rare. My son hates them. My daughter and I love them. Mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't love them <laughs> as much as I do, but I am in the second season of Get Shorty, which is a TV show on, um, okay. Oh, I forgot network, but uh, yeah, with, with um, uh, Ray Romano, and uh, I have a couple episodes on that I did before the pandemic. So now, how has the pandemic been for that whole process of auditioning, getting into it? What's it been I like? I think definitely uh, better for for the younger generation because they know mm-hmm. how to do all the computer and filming and lighting and all that stuff. I've had to learn, which is I've learned, but I always feel like mm-hmm. for me. it's better in person. I don't feel like I can book as many jobs as I'd like off a self tape, but that's just the way it is Mm -hmm. now. So I've sort of had to learn to do it, but that's why it's just been a bit harder getting work. Um, because it's just, for me, it's always been about going in in person and feeling that chemistry and that's always worked in my favor. So this is not working in my favor as well, but I'm happy to keep doing it. Keep everybody safe. And, um, yes. I also want to plug my daughter's also on the rookie. (laughs) Oh, nice! Fantastic. Now, what was your what was your um your daughter's um name by the way? And and then your son too, because you mentioned he's an actor as well. Jack Coglin. He's um. I want to make sure they get plugged. Thank you. Yeah, he's in a Colin Firth (laughs) film he did when he was younger, um, called Devil's Knot with Reese Witherspoon and Colin Firth. Oh yeah. And um. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he was in that, and he's done. He was young Fred. Uh, in all the Fred movies on Nickelodeon. And so he's, he's had quite uh, a few things this year as well. So he's, uh, but so it's been great for me. It keeps me in the business being able to help them mm-hmm. and do self tapes with them and coach them and uh, help them do their stuff um, is just as important to me as my own. So that's very, mm-hmm. very satisfying. When you're not um, in the business, what are your hobbies, things you're doing? Are, are you involved in any causes, anything going Definitely. on? I'm a big uh, dog rescue dog person, and I have three mm-hmm. myself, and I always love to help place dogs and encourage um, to uh, adopt, don't shop. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. I love pet orphans and sunny saints and mutt scouts. They're all some really great organizations. And uh, I'm also uh, still do, I'm a ballerina still. So I still take ballet three times a week. 
and uh, awesome. a big uh, kickboxer. I love Tybo. So do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I would love to, um, I was hoping to work with uh, elderly people and sort of be a friend, but then COVID happened. So now I'm, uh, I had to delay that a year, but I, I mm-hmm. had such a special relationship with my mom and she passed away a few years ago and I saw the care mm-hmm. she got from people. And I just thought this is really, really important. And I really want to be able to do that. And clearly I love to chat. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just, I was just going to say, so you're basically the opposite of Meg. Very much. So. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> Which is, I, yeah. I think so many actresses that play those kind of characters are really opposite that. That's amazing. And those are such great causes. After this, I'll have you send us some information so we can also post on those to get attention to them as well. Because we we actually just rescued a pup back in March. So we are we she's a red nosed pit bull (gasps) and she's the sweetest, snuggliest little fluffy Mm -hmm. puppy. Oh yeah, she's so sweet. So we agree. Adopt, don't shop. Yes. There are so many dogs that need homes. It's incredible. And I I have three and my husband's like, please no more right now. Because the problem is I can't foster. Once they come in my house, they're mine. Oh yeah, Yeah. exactly. Us, we would be the same way. I've I've thought that, and I'm like, no, because then I'd have thirty dogs. Totally, totally. This has been fantastic, Catherine. Um, I guess my last quick question for you would be: Is there any story from Sleepaway Camp, anything from the filming that is like your favorite part of doing all of that? Oof. Um. Well, I would say. Probably the shower scene was, even though Mm. I was really sick, it was really different for me. I'd never done anything like that. It was very technical because I had a half bathing suit on and Mm -hmm. they, they, we had a no nudity clause. So I had to be very careful about that. And if you Mm -hmm. look really closely, you can probably see it in one quick shot um, because I refuse to take it off. Uh, But I would say (laughs) that was fun and challenging because I had to make up a, a song to hum as well. Oh. <laughs> and that was and also just having to lean my back against it when the knife's coming in and it was very, you know, mm-hmm. the director was yelling, turn your head again, scream, turn your head again, scream. And it's just sort of <laughs> and then the fall out of the shower onto the bad mattresses on the ground for me. So yeah. that was just like I'd never done anything like that. So I'll never forget, even as sick as I was, how fun it was to do, you know. That's so yeah. cool. Death scene. I mean, who doesn't? What actress doesn't want to do a, an incredible death scene? Right, yeah. right. Especially one where you get like a good hero speech over your dead body. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> away, but if you haven't oh. seen it by now. Yeah, if you yeah. haven't seen it by now, it's not a spoiler. Yeah. It's just information <laughs> you should have. Exactly. Catherine, thank you so so much for your time. Uh, it, it means the world to us for you joining our little podcast. Oh. Um, and it was a delight. You were an yes, absolute delight so of a much. human. You have an amazing Absolutely. podcast. You're both very talented and I love the premise and, you. and uh, I love your relationship. And I just think it's great. And I, everybody should listen. Well, you heard the lady go check us out on all of our socials. Do I like this podcast.com. You can email us at do I like this podcast at gmail.com. I'm at the dot Ian dot James. You can also find our main page at do I like this podcast on Instagram. Twitter is do I like this pod? We have a Facebook page. Did you say that already? I don't remember. Say it again. Uh, YouTube has about half of our episodes at this point. We're working on it. 
I think it's going to have half our episodes for like three months. I just want to <laughs> see how long I can get away with it. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot to us. It really helps the visibility of our show. Follow us or subscribe on all our major podcast platforms as well. It makes it easier for you to get our episodes. And we just want to give another uh, thank you to Catherine for being so generous with her time and for just being a really open book. Um, it was really nice to talk to her. So we are going to be putting links to the um, rescues that are near and dear to her heart. Um, you can find her children on social media who she mentioned multiple times and we're probably going to wind up checking out some of her daughter's stuff so i'm sure that you'll see it popping up on our page and a teaser spoiler for everyone who's listening this week this week's main episode is one of her other films it's silent madness stay tuned thanks for listening <laughs>